0: A Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. How you doing? Online. Are you
1: ready to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream.
0: The
2: Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The
1: Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show.
2: Available wherever you stream.
0: Catch up on past interviews and episodes. On demand now.
2: Subscribe so you don't miss any event. I know. Welcome to our super professional show, Derek. Nice to meet you. <laughs> hey
0: Derek. <laughs> it's Derek Runner. This is uh, this is Jeremy White. He is actually Montreal's number one on-air personality. He's won 26 rating books in a row.
2: Oh, and that's Mitch Lafon, our favorite bald podcaster. There he is.
0: True. Mitch, he is. Mitch, is. we've had a couple of k- chats before. Yes, we have with Vernon Reed of all people. Yeah. Yes, and uh, as I was telling. Um, Jeremy, we have to have Derek on because, A, he is the uh, coolest person you'll ever meet, and, B, he's a kick-ass guitarist who's going to be the voice of the next generation. So, you, you have yeah. to. Yeah, that's it. You had to. <laughs> and, uh, plus, plus, this is very important, uh, Derek has done a Britney Spears cover concert where he did, like, four or five songs, and he <laughs> loves Van Halen. So.
2: I mean, uh, he, he could be my boyfriend at this point.
0: True, <laughs> true. Right, because he, he likes he likes uh, Brittany and Van Halen, too. Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, uh, even though this is partly our introduction, uh, hit it off. <laughs> well,
2: look, we've, we've already got it going. Uh, they're currently on the stadium tour performing alongside Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Joan Jen, and the Blackhearts, Poison up there. Uh, going to be hitting Toronto at the Rogers Center later in August. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. The brand new record. Welcome to the show. Available now wherever you get your music. Absolutely thrilled to have on the show Mr. Derek Day from Classless Act. How you doing?
0: <laughs> is up, there There he is. Yeah. Me.
2: Oh man. Hey. First of all, you got a cool strat on your lap. Uh, I want to see this. What's happening there? What's going on? So we got a sustainiac, we got a kill switch. Uh, what, what's going on? What's up with this guitar?
3: That's exactly Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's just a Fender strat. Um I just broke a string at right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Um, but no yeah it's just like uh, her name is Milkshake and um, yeah Sustainer, Killswitch, a couple of I put these like Firebird or what do you call Thunderbird, uh, uh, Stratton I don't know these new nuts there oh
2: yeah they and, look like locking tuners or something
3: yeah, yeah, they kind of like that, and um, I don't know. And then this cool—it's a Vega Tram whammy Bar. It goes up like a two two whole steps. Oh wow! And down two whole steps. And I
2: wonder why you're breaking strings.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just chaotic, and I love that.
2: It's it, you know, it'd be kind of cool. I've been saying for years, I wish Steinberg would come back with like the trance tram, so you could like transpose like Ed did on Summer Nights.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, these are Steinberg. Uh, you know, what do you call
2: them? The tuners. Yeah, locking. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's got like the locking tuner kind of thing going. But so why, why put the sustainiac in there? I mean, like, do you, is it necessary?
3: (laughs) Not necessarily. No, but like, it's just fun. Like you could create some weird bird noises with it.
2: Yeah. 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 And the funny thing, I mean, like you, if you get the chance to see any Phil Collins guitars, like on the tour, like they're full of the sustainers. So, you know, you guys should have like a sustainer battle.
3: Yeah. Oh my god. So just it's just one, long-winded notes yep. for the whole concert.
2: Until your 9 cool. volt dies out and then you're screwed, but yeah. <laughs>
3: oh Which god. is like 5 minutes. It always they never last, I no,
0: don't
2: know. No, they really don't. Mitch is totally just like uh, like unplugged right now. I He's like I a- love
0: all the gear talk. I'm just waiting for us to start <laughs> speaking English. I can't wait. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, but uh, all right, Derek, let me just quickly ask you when we first spoke a couple of years ago or a year ago you were with Vernon Reed and you were doing your own music, your own solo album. It sounds great. You're, you're at Nam, you're slamming. Uh, talk to me about joining Classless Act and no longer being Derek Day solo artist. Or are you still
3: Derek Day solo artist who's also a Classless Act guy? Mmm. Well, you know, I, I always, like, I brought this on tour. And, like, right. I'm always writing and I'm always writing riffs and playing and making sure I'm, my chops are good and... Uh, um, but like really, I really put all my attention to classless and I wanted to have this band that was just rock and roll. I feel like the earth needed this freaking rock and roll band because I was writing stuff like, you know, a little closer to like, uh, like kind of Pink Floyd kind of stuff and like right. progressive yeah, foggy kind of things. And, but like. The I don't know what, what I've been. You were writing
2: to. boring rock, is what you're saying.
3: <laughs> yeah, a little bit, just a little touch.
0: I mean, you know. Hey, I lo- <laughs> I love my Genesis
3: and my Prague. Come on. Yeah, of course, no, and I love that. And we put that into our rock and roll too. You know, um, I met these guys, and everyone was doing their own thing, and I was just fans of them, and they were fans of me, and we just started a rock band, and like it's like let's be raw and like raw emotion, like eat like. In your face, lyrics, screaming and rock and roll, but also do our fun, like our passion project kind of things and put it in there, sneak it in the album so yeah. we won't get in trouble. And, yep. um and, uh but no, and really, it's just like that we, in my head, I picture us as, you know, the Power Ranger robot that comes together.
2: <laughs> yes. It's like
3: orb. And, like, this is the only way we could defeat the giant space aliens is, like, by forming these this five-person thing that plays straight ahead you yeah. like punch in your, like, punch-in-the-face rockets-launching kind of music.
0: Yeah. Superhero rock.
3: You yes! That. Superhero rock!
0: Well, well, speaking of superheroes, you're managed by Alan Kovac, or at least you're on his record company, Better Noise. Mm -hmm. um he of course takes care of motley crew and has taken care of Motley. is he in there telling you what to do and how to you know is he is he recreating another act or did he just sign you and say do what you do i'll be
3: here when you need me that second one he's really and it's really lovely but he does offer his like um brilliant advice every now and then he just like throws it in there but it's from a distance and it's like if we send him a song that we before we release the album we're like sending him demos and he would just like kind of maybe give us two cents on a song out of 10 demos like well maybe that one can be cookier make it hookier or whatever okay, you know and we appreciate that because he's like a he's a badass so
0: yeah you sort of got to listen to him i think he knows what he's doing after what 45
3: years, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, this whole label lets us really be free and like lets us kind of write stuff, but within parameters. Like, again, we want we have a mission, we don't want to like trip out and avant garde our way to nowhere. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you want to be making music for stadiums and not for the bar, right?
3: yes, yes, <laughs> Just exactly. Oh, making music for the arenas, around?
2: not the rib fest, smitch.
0: Oh yeah. No rib (laughs) fest for, 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 what about, uh, what about Vernon? Are you still working with Vernon? Is he still part of your team in a sense?
3: Your, your thing? Um, He's super busy. He's like playing constantly. And I'm like, uh, and so we like the last thing we did together was produce those few tracks last year and, um, a couple years back. And, uh, we released, two of them i think and so it was just like it was that was just like a fun little project but he's just like my brother i love that guy and like as soon as we both have a a window we're just gonna go right back into the studio i hope i hope but i call him every now and then and we talk about like nerdy things like space things and um power rangers coming together (laughs) yeah exactly and then we like we chat like hey write that down and then like you know we end up like writing little little songs somehow through our calls. And yeah. It's really
2: fun. Which is kind of cool to know that you guys are like bros, if anything, because, be like, you know, worst case, the music is like, it's, it's kind of nice to be friends first and foremost. And if you make something creative out of it, I mean, it's even better.
3: Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. The talking with him is just like, it's like, listening to jedi master speak like i mean it's crazy. not as as important as talking to us but it's still pretty oh, good sure. no, pr- pr- oh,
0: pretty of course good. of course i that's ah. why i got all dressed up for this too. <laughs> yeah i did too i put a genesis shirt on that yeah. says can <laughs> dance it's very exciting um uh, just real quick uh, you do of course cover everything musically you don't seem to be a snob you you did a whole sort of 20 minute concert of britney spears covers you cover the van halen stuff uh, where does your heart really lie is it sort of anywhere or are you like a van halen fan that just thinks it's kind of cute to do britney stuff like where are you musically
3: i think kind of anywhere you know like i i hate the term guilty pleasure because yeah there's no the only real guilty pleasure are like the things that you would be committed like in prison for like (laughs) that's that's in my opinion like that's guilt yeah. Right. Um, so like if you like things You like music Like I love every Whatever If it sounds cool I want to do it And like I love like hip hop And like pop And bubble gum And yeah. anything
2: You're like me I love it all I mean like Mitch and I We always describe it as this There's two types of music Music I like And music I don't
3: And Yes
2: you know. Yes, exactly. You don't, you don't like to be sloppy. I'm, I'm the type of guy. Look, on the radio, I'm playing Britney. You know, oh baby, baby, and then at home, I'm, I'm shouting. You know, oh God, I'm running. Oh, you know, doing the Van Halen, doing the Britney. Like, I love it all. I just went to see Shania Twain two nights back to back in Vegas a couple of weeks ago, and then I was at the Scorpions the weekend before. I mean, I, I
3: it's, it's just music oh. to me. It's music. It's great writing, especially guys that are like Desmond Child and like all these insane writers are involved with that. Like Britney yeah. and Shania. It's like you listen to it like Bach could have played this stuff, you know, yeah. or Beethoven stuff.
2: Yeah. Those songs that Mott wrote with Shania. I mean, like you're just so iconic. You, you listen to it. It's so simple, but it's so iconic and you'll never be able to recreate that.
3: Oh, absolutely. Oh, Mott, the the ACDC producer.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: ACDC, Foreigner, Def
0: Leppard. I mean, Brian
2: Adams, you name Brian. it. I mean, you know, Mott, he was married to Shania for, geez, like almost 20 years or something. And, and then, oh, yeah, they divorced in like the mid 2000s. But yeah, he co-wrote all that stuff. I mean, he went from writing high wit, back in black to writing, man, I feel like a woman. I mean,
0: yeah, it's music, right? Yeah. Jeremy, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think we have a new, a new name for our show, uh, Guitars and Gossip. Yeah. Be. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be the new G. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, How do you, uh, Derek, get to that level? Like, what's sort of the plan? Like, what do you got to do? I mean, ultimately, it has to. It comes down to songs. You have to have great songs. So, so what's what's your plan in terms of moving
3: moving to the next level? Well, I mean, we like this album we just released on Friday. It's birthed out of sixty demos. So we have a bunch of songs ready, but a lot of it's like really left of center and really. Like almost disco and stuff so like love it I um, love it we really appreciate writing with other writers and like people like justin hawkins or keith nelson or vernon reed like we love writing with these people because they have all this badass information and like experience and um but i mean we're just gonna tour and tour and tour like till the end of next year just to promote this album while con- we're constantly writing so but you're right like we're heavily like we're addicted to beautiful melodies and yeah. listening to people like Britney and stuff. And Shania, it's like, okay, that's not, a. there's no wasted moves there. They got a, a chorus. And so like rest assured, we and we love, like we worship the Beatles and stuff. So it's like, we got to make sure we got a chorus and a hook. And we're just constantly looking for that.
0: Yeah, and you know it, what, Jim, well go ahead, I was just going to say, Jim Valance also said that apart from hooks and chorus, you need a song title because <laughs> yeah, if the, if, it's, if, it's, if it's the wrong title, people just don't remember it. Well Mitch,
2: remember we, we spoke, to De, we'd spoke to Desmond Child and he said yep. that 99% of the time when he goes into a session, they start with the song title. If the title has a really good hooky thing to it, and then we can write around that, you know? Yeah.
3: Whoa, that's freaking cool!
2: Yeah, like he'll go into a session with like a with a notepad of just really cool sounding titles, like "Dude Looks Like a Lady" or uh, you, you know stuff like that. And, and Then they'll no, you give love a bad name, and then they'll they'll write a song around that a lot of the time. So hey, a, a titles half the battle.
3: That's genius. We've done that, but completely unintentionally. Like yeah, the, the name of the band was Classless Act, and we wrote a song called "Like So." Like it was. That is freaking awesome, though. We got to do that now.
2: Yeah, oh. start start writing writing down like no in your in your phone just like random like song titles like it's cold in here or like you know yeah. like guitars
0: amazing. and gossip. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, guitars yeah. and no, that's gossip. Actually, <laughs> that's actually pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta ask you. I was reading some reviews and and this review that I saw on uh, what KNAC and I have it in front of me. It drives me crazy because it doesn't talk about the music right off the bat. The first thing it says is. I don't buy the backstory. A classless act. Five strangers from. It's just like, hey, fuck off. Yeah. Get to the music. Is the music good or bad? But what do you? What about your backstory? Do we buy the backstory? Did you really meet through TikTok and Twitter and, and Instagram, or uh, is that some like cool PR slant?
3: <laughs> no, it really is. It was totally like a modern day newspaper ad. We just like, but we did it individually. It's not this you know, test tube baby thing. It was super like <laughs> yeah. the rhythm guitar player found me through Facebook and I found the bassist found us through Instagram and then we found the lead through TikTok. And and then like we found our drummer at a punk show, which was like the only real natural thing. But mm. like, as soon as we like found each other, we like threw our phones away and we like, we were just fans of each other. We liked each other's aesthetic, their, our playing style through videos. And we're like, this is amazing. Like let's yeah. start a rock and roll band. And we did that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I mean, and you know what? Look, I guess it happened organically, right? Like you have to be able to hang with each other before we actually play with each other.
3: Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> I feel like being friends is a big part of it.
3: Oh, absolutely. We went through a few members, actually. This was not like the initial like we've had a few members and like we just amicably didn't feel the vibe. But then now mm. we found our five people that are just like, oh, that's like uh, that's my brother and my best friend. And yeah. Everything.
2: Yeah, the hang goes a long way. What's it like playing on that giant stadium tour in front of those thousands and thousands of people every night? It, it must be a lot better than sitting at home making a uh, you know a virtual tour.
4: <laughs> oh
0: God, a virtual tour! Don't you love those? Oh, <laughs> get your I tickets I- for nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh
3: God. Ew. No, like we I remember doing like when the pandemic happened, I was doing like every Thursday just in my living room, like it's live stream with D Day. And it was just like, oh oh, yeah. Getting sick of it. But um no, I mean it's so amazing because it varies because we play so early. We're before Joan Jet and we're on at like Mm 350. And um so like the first night it was actually they're still
0: setting up the seats when they start playing.
3: Oh man, yeah, we're (laughs) playing for the you know, the vendors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but people do get in there. Like we've got we get the scan um uh statistics, or I don't know what are you what are the scanning numbers. Yeah, are, yeah. And like the first night was like eight thousand. The second night was like maybe five thousand people during our set. The third night we pushed it a little bit due to rain, it was twenty one thousand people wow. in this when we started our set. Damn. It was like boom. And so it's just like it's jumping around and like. But, like, just having that stage is super cool because I'm realizing I'm communicating with my band more now. And I'm, like, looking at my drummer and we're singing the lyrics to each other. I haven't done that before. Like, not to this extent.
2: You're having fun is what it sounds like.
3: Absolutely. And we have in-ears, too. It's, like, no more monitor issues. It's, like, we have to have in-ears because of the the sound delays. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have everything I need. Yeah, no slapback and no burnt monitors and some sound guy making, like, oh, here's, like, the lead only the lead guitar and your monitor It's like yeah, no, yeah it's like it's in my ears saved for every show i could just like talk to people roll on the floor it's amazing
2: and you hear it all right yeah that makes sense Yeah. are you allowed to use the catwalk or is motley crew and def Leppard said no no catwalk for you
3: dude okay so i've known i went to see the stones and sofi and like i noticed there's like four openers for the stones and none of them were allowed to use the catwalk in fact they like <laughs> They like made it black, and it's a long catwalk. It's like to the back of the. The But so I was worried about that, and no, Motley, everyone's just like use it, do whatever you want with it. Nice. Yeah, I'm just I'm always on there, which is kind of amateur, I think. Maybe (laughs) I'm just always like I'm here. No man,
2: you're the front man. You got to be the wild eccentric guy at the front of the stage, like getting people into it.
3: That's your job, right? Yeah, I hope so. Because if not, I'm in a weird.
2: Yo, you're getting pulled into a meeting next week. Listen, Derek, no more catwalk for you. Sorry.
3: Yeah, bring it back. I don't want to get kicked <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. But the, you have like, like it's like a functioning catwalk. They bring to every show. There's like two separate, um, what do you call it? Like trap doors. They bring out like a piano, and the oh. other one brings out a drum set. Right. And like it's for Tommy and stuff. So it's like. It's insane. Like, I can't jump on it too hard.
2: (laughs) All of a sudden, the toasters is going to drop on you.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, for real. So, like, I'm really scared. So, yeah. That's
2: amazing. Uh, Welcome to the show. Brand new record from Classless Act. Available now wherever you get your music. Catch them on the stadium tour all throughout the summer and into the fall. Uh, Once the stadium tour wraps up, what's next for the band? You're going to be doing a headline tour of your own, doing clubs and stuff. Like, what's the plan? What's going forward?
3: That's exactly it. No, we're gonna headline tour. We're gonna go just around the States one more time in like October mm-hmm. and just do clubs and whatever we can. And um and then uh we're gonna go out to Australia. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Well, but we're going did. to
0: Australia. And we're not editing.
3: <laughs> okay, cool, <go on>, that's fine. <laughs> um, but really, yeah, in the midst of that tour, we're gonna go out abroad and come back and finish it for November and yeah, we, ha- we don't have the specific dates yet, but we're working on it now. We're just going to tour to the end of next year. We're just going to play awesome. this out for everybody. Well,
0: just real quick, uh, Joe, Joe, Joe Elliott announced that the stadium tour is going to do Europe next year. Are you still going to be part of that package, or are they just going to go do their own thing without you? I think... Oh, shoot. Am I allowed to say
3: things? Okay, so maybe you will
0: be. So maybe in Europe. Maybe. 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 Yeah, maybe. no,
3: absolutely. Keep it a surprise. I mean, surprise. Don't be surprised if you see us on that tour. That's all, that's all I'll say. Okay, right. so
2: we won't be surprised. It's
3: not official,
0: but don't be surprised.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, Mitch, I love it. We now have a laminate wherever we go in Europe, and they're to- they're touring.
0: <laughs> well, what about Toronto in August? I mean, come on, Derek's got to got to hook us up for Toronto. That's true. Oh, bro.
3: absolutely, I will. Yeah.
0: You yeah. guys are in Toronto. Yeah. That's where you are. Well, I'm in Montreal. We're, we're both in Montreal, but you're not coming to Montreal, so we'll, we will we will yeah. make
2: the day. Trip. We're going to drive over to Toronto for that gig. Absolutely, we're going to hang.
0: Okay. Cool. All right. Now, okay, you see, um, just uh, b- before it. you before you run off, uh, I, I, I just one question for Jeremy. Jeremy, did I not tell you he would be a fun interview? Was he not great? Was he not great? Come on.
2: <laughs> if I had to choose between him and Neil Sean yesterday, I, I think I'm going Derek Day, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> way more exciting. Way more fun. <laughs> yeah.
3: Derek Except my like guitar right. is way more out of tune. Yeah. Right.
2: Hey, speaking of strings, what are you using? Uh, are you going to Van Halen route 9 to 46? Are you playing heavier strings?
3: I didn't know Eddie did nines. Yeah, nine to
2: forty six, cool. or in forty two, depending on uh, on the on the guitar.
3: I'm doing yeah, I'm doing nines to forty two, nine
2: into forty two. Nice. Yeah, that was a, a
3: tough guy. Like last year, I was like, oh, I'll do elevens, and I was like, no, that's not. That's
2: Derek, not. go grab one of Phil Collins' PC ones off the rack later, and yeah. f- he's playing thirteens. Your fingers will be broken.
3: Oh my god. Yeah, but he's also
0: <laughs> using a steel pick.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's using them. God. I use a metal pick on my nine to forty sixes. It sounds great, but he just—he's just a really heavy, like, he's rough on, and his necks are like baseball bats, dude. If you haven't grabbed one of those PC ones, <laughs> like, go see John, his tech, feel a PC one, dude. It—it'll it, blow your mind.
3: Oh, jeez, I I, that's great. It sounds great for rhythm things, but I don't want to do it, dude. Band-aid. He does
2: full bends too, full step oh, okay. bends on thirteens. He's a yeah. maniac.
0: Yeah, but, ha- but have you seen his physique? The man is a monster. Yeah. Mitch, Hulk. You, you don't
2: understand guitars, no, though. Sure. You, you don't understand guitars. It doesn't matter how ripped you are. Thirteens, are, <laughs> they're ridiculous. I know. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a fiber optic cable running through your freaking guitar.
3: <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I know T. Uh, Ray needed blow to play
2: that yeah he really did (laughs) Do you ever see that classic video of him breaking the string mid-solo and he just like
3: yeah oh man changing it like this yeah
2: the dude is a legend yeah
0: uh well i'll finish with this uh you seem very very excited about being in classless act and you seem very excited about doing this so it's it's great to see because uh building a solo career is tough and you're getting a lot of support with classless act so you know good for you congratulations it, yeah it's, it's nice
3: to see oh thanks so much guys i mean yeah i'm so stoked because it's not just you know dumb music it's like something we all really believe in yeah and right. like um, and it's a r- authentic thing, and yeah, we're just having a blast. Like, every day is a freaking Disneyland day for us.
2: Yeah. It just seems like you're having so much fun, and honestly, it's nice to see somebody in a band that's not just, like, depressed and, like, angry at the world and just, like, having a good time. Because <laughs> that's so many guys we interview, and I'm like, this dude's the best. Like, he's just loving life.
3: Yeah. Dude, we're here. We're <laughs> live right now. I'm speaking to you guys, and you're in Canada, and I'm, I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh aren't you like outside of new york or something like that today or philly uh, or... i am
3: uh am i in philly i am in no now i'm in north carolina oh, there okay. you go uh right. give us a little a little taste of the guitar before we we, we head off come on okay.
0: give us something uh, cool
3: there's no okay so i just broke a string and it's a floating trim so you you know That's jeremy okay. yeah the show must go on it's like not in tune <laughs> but yeah. i'll be a little bit of just like fun whammy bar Perfect. perfect
2: yeah you gotta love that yeah yeah did you break your g-string at least was it the g-string
3: I did but on the guitar <laughs> I broke the e-string oh shit
2: yeah that's that'll throw it all off
3: <laughs> you set me up you set me up for that one
2: <laughs> all right Derek it was so great to meet you in chat we'll see you in Toronto this was awesome man
3: that's so great thanks for having me I had a blast guys thanks awesome Thank you, Derek. we'll see you on Twitter
0: Peace see you later now back to the mitch lafon and jeremy white show as uh, featured on van halen Newsday.
2: yeah anyways look enough of this bullshit let's get right into this our next guest have their debut record it's available now wherever you get your music not only that you go to vanhalenstore.com to pick it up but you can stream it download it wherever you get your stuff youtube channel absolutely brilliant if you love that old school classic van halen kind of guitar tone this record is absolutely for you uh welcome to the show for the first time ever on the skins, Josh Gallagher, and the one, the only, the mighty, Jacob Raps. Hello, boys. Welcome to the hey, show. Thank you so much for having
0: us on the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah and you, you hit the ground one. running, as they say in Van Halen world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> good yeah, God. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all hopped up. That's good. That's good. Let's, that's, let's do it. I'm a like, teacher. All I right, feel so like David Lee Roth today, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's talk about this new record. Uh, who wants to start and tell us uh, what are fans gonna get? Because you're you know you're new to the scene. Uh, people have obviously seen the YouTube video, but what are they gonna get in terms of new music? It's not just a Van Halen
4: covers record, obviously. No, absolutely no. not. No, no, no. It's if if you listen to uh, obviously there's a lot of influences in there, uh, and we're heavily influenced by Van Halen, of course. Um, but if you listen to the songs, I mean, there's, there's a lot of songs on the record that, uh, they have nothing to do with Van Halen, like songs like On My Mind and Make You Groove where they're, they're more, Toto uh, mm. influenced or, or a little bit more jazz, uh, pop rock influence. Uh, there's, there's, you know, just a lot of influences and it's, it's a very, uh, classic sounding record, you know, uh, it sounds like a seventies, eighties, kind of record, which is what we were going after, uh, a very raw and organic kind of sound, which is something that we think is uh, gone these days. Uh, I think a lot of bands they have a generic kind of approach uh, to their, their you know, s- songs and and sound. So we were Going after something a little bit more classic and a little bit right. more
2: organic, yeah, yeah. And I mean, even talk about the the recording approach to this. I mean, you and I—we've talked back and forth, I man. Like people don't necessarily know yeah. that we like chat off off the air, yeah. but yeah, like right. you know, we're kind of friendly. So it's like you know, we we talk about Van Halen tones and stuff, and you know, like you're yeah. like the YouTube Van Halen guitar tone guy. I'm sort of like you know, I put up a video and like the, I de facto become like a Van Halen guy just because like I play a Van Halen guitar. But it's like yeah. uh, talk a little bit about the recording process. I mean, you know, you're into the gear. And and you're into the amps and you're into the speakers and you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're into all that stuff. So does that influence your, your, um, I mean, a lot of people say when they plug their guitar in, they hear a tone and that influences their playing, but in reality, that's right. you, you kind of have something to, you, you have to have something to say before you actually plug in. Right.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I agree on that. I mean, obviously you have to, if, if, if you know how to play and, and you're, you're, uh, you're natural with the instrument. Uh, it's going to be easier to just pick up a guitar and start playing uh, new riffs and, and jamming and, and be original and creative. Um, but obviously, you see in the back there, the amps, they always have a big role in the sound and the playing. I, I think it influences the playing. Like you said before, I, I think that's, you know, you know, when you pick up a certain guitar or another guitar, you're going to play differently. You're going to want to play uh, different styles of music, uh different riffs, uh you know sometimes the the tremolo's floating, sometimes there there's no tremolo or the single chords or you know there's so many things that influences your playing. Um yeah, I think the equipment is definitely a, a big part of of that sound and and you have to find the right equipment for you. Uh and for me it's always been, you know, the the classic Marshalls and the the Greenbacks and a very very um um how would i say that uh it's just a nostalgic
2: kind of tone that nobody's doing these days
4: yeah and and and, and a very uh simple approach to playing the guitar you know straight into the marshall uh cranked all the way up and there's you know i don't use any pedals uh very very uh you know the the less pedals the the better for me for for my style of playing i think
2: yeah it's, it's a real less is more approach. I mean, Josh, when it comes to the drums, I mean, you know, I've, I've commented on your YouTube videos and stuff. I mean, like the snare and everything, and you know, you've just got that tone down pat. Right back mean, there. <laughs> Yeah. Talk a little bit about that because in Van Halen folklore, I mean like that snare tone is kind of, I mean, it, it's, it's a big myth, but you know, you've kind of nailed it really.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I just like, I just love like an organic drum sound where like, I love my toms to ring out. Cause I just love like the expression that you get from like it's like a more musical note. Yeah. Like whenever I play on a kit that's like dead kind of thuddy sound, I'll play different. Like same thing with the guitars. Oh,
2: it's depressing. It's that's like, why I love Def Leppard, the, the yeah. big
1: cannonball snares. I mean, yeah, there's being, much length you just get. Yeah, you just get like a more expressive sound, and you can play. Like I play a lot more musical when I'm on my kit. When I'm on someone else's kit, I'll tend to play like smaller sounding. Mm-hmm. Does do that means do you, you get like, nervous
2: playing somebody else's kit? Like, could that be it or?
1: No, it's just it's like the the overall sound is like it's like smaller and tighter like the toms won't ring out as long So you don't get to have as much like it's kind of like like Simon Phillips's toms They're very like lively and big same with Alex. They're like you can hear the note kind of ring out All the other not muted Yeah, they're musical musical sounding Mm. Yeah, I think I think in this entire album. I didn't I think i muted a bit of the bass drum which is like the towel on the batter head yeah, But toms are open, snares wide open, and everything's just ringing out. No tape, singing. no moon gels. You left them wide open. Oh, I actually used a tiny bit of tape on that solid snare on Boring Blitz. Right. Mm-hmm. No, just because No uh, that snare just rings like a firecracker.
0: No no Metallica St. Anger snare for you?
1: <laughs> nah, none of, none of that in this album. <laughs> <laughs> Clean
0: sound. Uh, yeah. Talk to me just quickly how this band got together and recorded, because... You know, Jason's over here in Quebec. You're down in Australia. Uh, I mean, it's not like you just drive over on a Friday afternoon and jam. Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs) Well, no, it's like we did it in our home studios. Uh, uh, The entire album was was done uh, over many years uh, and we've done all apart from each other. So it was a very, very long process and a hard process and uh, something to uh note as well is that we did everything ourselves in our home studios uh it's basically an independent album that's what it is really because we, we did everything ourselves the the uh the recording the the arrangements you know the the producing and the mixing as well which josh did all the mixing uh is so it's it was a lot of work a lot of work yeah yeah Where does the
2: experience of that come from? I mean, like, is it the years of putting up and, you know, the blood, sweat and tears of the YouTube covers and you just say, well, you know what, we're doing covers. Why don't we just do originals? Like, is that how this happened or?
4: Yeah, uh, you know, at some point when you're a musician, you start to, uh, when you pick up the instrument, you start, uh, you know, writing riffs and just just playing for the fun and jamming a lot. So uh, obviously I had a lot of demos over the years. When I was 16 years old, I, I started doing a, like a ton of demos, which I have on my computer. And, you know, there's a lot of songs on the album that comes from these demos, uh, which we, uh, I rearranged and Josh did some lyrics for a bunch of songs. And that's how the songs, uh, came together. Uh, a lot of these songs and some, some songs were created a little bit more recently, uh, you know, throughout the, the creating process of, of the album. Um, uh, as far as the mixing process, you know, it's something that we learned uh, the hard way on on top of doing it. Uh, so it was it was really a pain sometimes to because it's 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 uh, a different world. you know, it's a completely uh, different thing than playing music. There's a lot to learn, a lot to you know frequencies and what to use uh, hardware and and uh, you know compression and eQs and all kinds of stuff that we put on there uh you know to to make the album sound great yeah. uh so it's it's a lot it was a it was a pain sometimes you know and and josh knows a lot about that stuff so he's, he, he can tell you more about that <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah josh what, what was your journey to becoming you know a mixer in reality i mean was it like i i love the way these things sound and i want to try and recreate these sounds or like was there something in your like why did you want to get into that why not just outsource and hire somebody
1: I've always been like, I've, I first started in video, like when I was a kid, I was making like all the kind of effects videos and stuff, like special effects stuff. Um, and then I kind of just naturally getting into drums and music, I gravitated towards the sound more. And then I started doing the YouTube videos and you get all the, the people ragging on you about your bad of sound of your-, your Dude, like the YouTube comments cam. are why I do everything I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's the ultimate drive. Yeah. Um, it's like, fuck yeah. you, you
2: bald headed fuck in the middle of nowhere.
1: You're not doing anything <laughs> with your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. And then, um, uh,
0: yeah. Then you, started, you can tell yeah. I write all the comments to his chest <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but then, so I, like, I think I bought a mixer and then I started just trying to figure out how to get, like, I never had like the top of the range stuff. So I was always having to try and experiment from like the ground up. And try like mimic all these sounds that we hear on all our favorite albums and recordings, and doing those covers. And then along the way, it's, like I upgraded from using just like a little boss, I think a BR 600, which I think Jacob's got the. Oh yeah. You were originally using the 1600, I think.
4: Yeah, I've been using that yeah. all of our covers and and videos uh, up until like Yankee Rose or something when I I got a different setup. But yeah, it was always yeah.
1: that. yeah, right. Yeah, so I was like using that, and then. I wanted to get to multitrack recording, which is like, just like I needed more. Like I, I keep kind of clocking each, like, a the stereo thing. And then I have to move to multitracking because I just want more control.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and then just wanting to like, obviously all the covers we do, we always like take the challenge of trying to like replicate it down to a T Right. and then just trying to copy those sounds and then discovering like all the analog, um, emulation, Mm-hmm. And all that stuff. That was only recently, in the last few years, where we discovered like tape saturation. A few years ago, or something. Uh, yeah, maybe a little. Yeah. Bit, yeah, yeah. You get one I, of
4: those
2: like uh, one of those promo codes from Waves at Christmas time. You're like, oh, I'll oh, download yeah. this Kramer tape emulation
1: <laughs> plugin. Yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> the that was the exact one. I remember being um, it's 2018. <laughs> I was over in Quebec. I think it was probably like two in the morning or something. And um, my brother Luke was like, you should get one of these. It was the exact same discount thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should try this, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's probably a load of shit." Yeah, and me and then, your like, brother are always to... sending
2: each other shit like that back and forth. Like, yo, check this out. Check out this plugin. Talk yeah, talk so a little much. bit about that. I mean, growing up musically, I mean, your brother is no slouch when it comes to music. I mean, the guy's an incredible guitar player and a musician, and just overall. I mean, in your house, coming up and discovering your musicality, I'm I'm sure having a brother that was capable and competent in playing music
1: helped you as well, right? Oh yeah, it's like like you you kind of. The musicians you're with, they're always kind of pushing each other. I mean, some people don't click, but like with Jacob and like my brother and everything, it's just like you're always pushing each other to do better and you want to like kind of – it's like a not not a competitive rivalry, but it's always just like you're always kind of helping each other get better and like so you always be demanding some like the highest quality from the other person and then, then the same with you. Um, but yeah, just like just always chasing all the sounds that we hear on our favorite albums like the thing with the Kramer tape and stuff, I remember hearing it at first and like we, we come from the digital pristine clean world yeah. up until then. And then like hearing the Kramer tape, I was like, oh, it kind of makes it sound a bit shit. And then I turned it off and I was like, wait a sec, yeah. what's that? And I turned it back on and then I was like, oh, I, I see what's going on. Yeah. And, and this then we is just this, like, that little bit of glue, yeah. that kind of, that grit. Yeah. And then just from there on, we just, just kind of delve into the world of UAD yeah um, waves and sound toys and a lot of money (laughs) oh yeah yeah. shit's expensive (laughs) yeah it is Um,
0: is. Uh, let me ask you this because you are known or you you've you've made a name for yourself on youtube doing the van halen covers and doing stuff like that now that you have your own album out what do you have to do to get known for being draps rather than the van halen people or the van you know how do you get people to come to you for your original
4: music uh, I think just, you know, by listening to the music, by, by getting people to listen to the music and to see us live as well. You know, people will realize that uh, when they see us live, uh, you know, we have a vibe and a, a certain sound and a right. certain style, you know, as a band. And it's the same thing on the record. You know, there's a lot of, uh, like I said, influences that comes from a lot of bands, a lot of people, you know, like Toto, Michael Jackson, Earthwind and Fire, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you listen to the album, you know, there's songs like Sex, Drugs and Rock and Roll, which is obviously influenced by Van Halen Uh, and then songs like On My Mind, which uh, is, you know, clean, kind of jazzy guitar chords. Uh, It's it's very different to the rest of the album, but it works because it has a certain style and sound, which is uh, consistent throughout the songs. Because as a band we have a certain style and sound. And I think live, uh, it shows a lot as well when we play live. You know, it's very raw and organic and '70s sounding. Uh, I, I think very loud. Like, yeah, very loud. It's very loud for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> very like loud. Frank Marshall. It's it's very classic. It's the way the way they used to do it in the '70s, and I think it's a bit of a lost art. Uh, but you know that's that's why people they like what we do so much you know we we go into bars and do some some gigs here uh locally and and uh there's a lot of young people who don't know about this stuff which you know they are at the bar they're having fun and everything and dis- they discover us they hear what's going on there and they're like holy shit that's amazing you know they they they're tripping, they go wild, but they've never heard stuff like that because, you know, they're young and they they just never heard it. Because they're
2: used to, you know, they're used to yeet on TikTok. And uh... (laughs) Uh,
4: exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not because they don't like it is because they didn't hear it before. Uh, That's always the case. You know, um, and all of a sudden you're you know you're you're
2: ripping some fucking van halen on stage at like some bar in the middle of nowhere quebec and <laughs> the kids are like what is this
4: yeah oh, and they, they go wild you know they they all the the videos that you see like the the songs the, the first single we release yeah the entire video was uh filmed at one of our shows and and you can you can see the people are going like way wild this no, dude amazing. they're super into it <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah they go wild, man. They they are drunk and they're 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 dancing and partying like hell. And that's the way people used to do it back then. So yeah. that's what we love, and that's what we want to, uh, uh, you know, show to the people to to give everyone out there. You know? Cutting your teeth on the live
2: scene, performing with the band, did that help your songwriting in the sense? You know, we need to play songs that people are going to be able to groove to live. Like, did the, did the live
4: show come into play when you were writing these songs? Oh, absolutely. Ask, ask Josh, you know, he, he, about sex drugs and rock and roll. He, he wrote that song about a show that we were going to do before mm-hmm. we did it. And that's exactly what happened in the show. You know, that, that was the, 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 the show that you see on the video, on the official video. Yeah. He wrote all the lyrics and, 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 oh, wow. you know, about, about that. And that was, you know, it, it influences a lot. And, and as well, you know, coming from the Van Halen world as well, um, Van Halen, they, they basically grew up playing backyard shows, uh, parties for people. So the music yeah. reflects that. And, you know, coming from that uh, that world with all the influences, it's, it's very natural for us to write that kind of music. And, and as well, music for us was, for me, it was always for the fun, you know. It was always for the fun. The first day I picked up the guitar member, you know i was hooked instantly hooked and obsessed with this instrument and the sound and everything and it was always for the fun yeah uh yeah.
0: the van halen covers that you've done are mostly david lee roth or in fact are all david lee roth era is there a reason why you stay away from the sammy hager era is it just too good and you just can't do it well, they did but a cover did. of, they did
2: a yeah, badass did, uh, cover of Dreams, which is phenomenal. Yeah. I think it's the best but, cover of the song ever, but they but they
0: They stay, from that, they stay away cool. from Sammy. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to why. No, we did, um, we, we
1: did, did 5150. Yeah. Oh, I, did, did see, I didn't
0: see these ones.
1: All right. Aftershock as well.
0: Aftershock. Yeah. And we did that as yeah. well. No, oh. we're, 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 there you go. Uh, there yeah, you exactly. So I missed them. All right. I got to, I got to, I got to find them. So <laughs> yeah, you can check them out. Yeah. I think you're going to dig that. Um, in terms of live shows, since we're talking live shows, when do we see you uh, out on the road and, and how difficult is it going to be given the distance between you two and and are there any plans to open for, you know, whatever, uh, Scorpions or this? I mean, are, is there any sort of big name tours on the horizon? Uh, well,
4: looking into it right now, so uh, my manager is planning a tour on in Europe uh, in about uh, fall, uh, so after the summer. Uh so we're looking into it and Japan as well. Uh, you know, Japan, they really love our stuff, and we're looking forward to a uh, tour over there. So we're all yeah, planning. You guys to- were
2: like number three on the rock chart over there, like on Amazon or something, right? You were yeah, on the same exactly. threshold as Def Leopard and like all the other bands, exactly. like
4: right next to Def Leppard. It, it, it's really crazy the response that we had mm-hmm. from the G record. Actually, you know, people really love that, and uh it's 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 an honor for us. Uh it was such a a lot of work and, and a long time to before releasing this album. And finally, man, finally, people can hear it. And we're overwhelmed with a great response from everyone. Like, honestly, it's been amazing. So now, gear
2: wise, when you go on the road, are you going to take it out the big amp and the, the pedal board, oh, yeah, the whole thing?
4: Absolutely, you know. We, we you're we not going to cheat that. and drag a fractal out with you? Oh, hell no! <laughs> <laughs> never, never. That's really not my style, man. Like, absolutely
1: not. Josh I is going to roll up with I, I, the synth pads. <laughs> I think I've seen. I think we did one show over the last few years that I think you used. I think you used a flanger or a phaser or something. I think you had the phaser, but the only reason you had it was because you needed to extend your lead to reach the catwalk. Oh, ah. right. Right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember
1: that that was the, the festival, uh, in Thet- relève. uh, is that the relève? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah. I think that's the only time we've ever done a show where you've used a pedal. Yeah. So the other times, <laughs> <is>
4: <laughs> playing...
1: the extension.
2: Wow. So you're playing it totally, totally straight into them. Like no phase and no delays, like no, nothing.
4: Straight in. Uh, there's, I, I just don't like the way that when when you put more stuff in between and and uh, longer cables, you you start to lose sound. You start to lose a little bit of uh, of punch and aggression and a little bit of gain, and the highs start to uh, uh, roll off as well. So you start losing a lot of sound, and I, I just don't like that. I like the pure sound, just the amp and the speakers and the guitar and. Straight in it's very punchy and aggressive, and I just love that.
2: Nah, what a tone snob. Get some delay in there. Come on.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we have a little bit of reverb on the on, on the on the, record, so.
2: the bar the yeah. bar's walls only do so much for your tone. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's well, cool. look, um, uh, giraffes, brand new record available now wherever you get your music. Uh are you guys doing physical copies of it? You guys doing the vinyl and everything, or is it just like
4: exclusively digital? Absolutely. Vinyl CDs. You know, I've got the vinyl right here. Actually, look at oh, that. Cool. Look at this beauty. Uh, Isn't it Amazing. And it's perfect because oh, it's a black cover so you
2: can sign it in a, a silver Sharpie.
4: Yeah, exactly. I've got my Sharpie as well. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, oh, I'm, super, uh, I'm super proud of that. You know, we're happy to have uh, physical copies. It's so great all around the world as well. Uh, yeah. I, I saw the Japanese copies as well. Uh, and they're available on Amazon and they're fantastic. They come with a jewel case and, and you know, they have the Japanese writing on it. It's very cool. Nice.
2: And the yeah. good thing about touring in Europe is that Josh doesn't have to do the 27 hour flight. It's kind of like a halfway meeting point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Long, exactly. Yeah. It's usually longer than 27. It's like, I remember one time it was like three days of traveling. Oh That's God. <laughs> and it's kind of a little bit halfway. Yeah, yeah.
4: And the tickets have, have gone up like they're, they're They, oh, they have yeah. a price right now, so it's pretty I, crazy. I'm you
2: sensing know. a little bit of resentment on Josh's part. He's like, God, when is Jacob gonna come to Australia instead of me having to come all the way to Quebec every time?
1: <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think I think the best thing for us is both to yeet both out of our countries and head to Europe or Japan, I reckon.
2: But isn't it amazing absolutely. how the internet brought you guys together? I mean, it was just an instant musical marriage when you think of it. There's no way you guys would have met in any other circumstance if it wasn't for the internet.
4: Yeah, it's really crazy. I think it was meant to be. Like, honestly, it was It's really crazy. The way that we met, uh over the internet and then and then i remember our our the first day that we we actually met in person you know uh another kiss on the lips that it was meant to be you know yeah yeah exactly yeah Yeah, we fell in love right away
1: (laughs) we 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 took a trip to the airport toilets (laughs) hey hey now there you go (laughs) the the breastfeeding room love love (laughs) at first sight
4: (laughs) yeah exactly no, we, we went to see Toto and and we got up on stage with them, and that was the first time that we actually played together. We we played Rosanna with the actual band, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, <laughs> what, it's a, pretty what nuts. an introduction! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, just you know, it's it's pretty crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is amazing. Um,
2: yeah. I think this record's gonna do great. Uh, the Van Halen fandom's already all about it. I'm all about it. I've been telling everybody about it, which is always you know you got to have the support in the backyard right before you go yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, um,
4: thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. The raps thanks. pick
2: up the new album wherever you get your music download it stream it do what you got to do go catch them on the road and uh just support the guys good uh good canadian kid making some good old-fashioned rock and roll down from under the thunder from down under over there josh hitting the skins i mean you know what more do you want uh thanks a lot for coming back on the show we'll come we'll do this again we'll talk a little bit more gear and uh all of that stuff absolutely thank yeah, you so
4: awesome. Awesome. It, was, it was great
0: an all new episode of The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show.
4: Tuesday at noon. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews, bonus
0: content,
2: and episodes on demand now.
0: Visit youtube.com slash
1: Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're verified. At Mitch LaFon and at Jeremy White MTL.